Are you ready for the end of the world? Oh, wait. This is, <laughs> this is your community spirit on your community radio station. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And I am energy efficient, so I beat Tree Song here because I rode my bicycle. Yeah, takes, he did. It takes less energy to do that. <laughs> so I had to jog a little bit to be sure I was here on time. Yeah, so um, it is May. Let's it may talk- be May. <laughs> now you're just confusing me. Um, today is May 4th. Let us talk about some happenings and good things. Now, I get some books every once in a while from different publishers, and I constantly forget to actually do the book reviews. Uh, yeah. I've actually got a stick stack of about six of them, and most of them I've read. This one I haven't read in detail, well, because it is The Natural Building Companion. A Comprehensive Guide to Integration, Design, and Construction. Literally, how to design and how to construct a whole house uniquely. <laughs> um, at Well, uniquely as in conventional building. This book offers through coverage of straw bale, straw clay, wood chip clay, and cellulose wall s- systems, as well as earthen and stone wall systems. Integrating holistic and permaculture principles. So, have you ever wanted to build an earthen home? <laughs> Did yeah. you ever, like when you were a kid, literally just get clay and build? It's, it's, I don't know, I, I would go out into the backyard and like literally, you know, get twigs and dirt and stuff and build houses. Yeah. And now you can do it in real life. Well, I mean, this is, was the traditional way of building. I mean, Shakespeare built his wife a house. You know, back in the day, out of cob, which is um, <coughs> dirt and straw and stone just mixed together. Yeah. And then they uh, light a fire inside of it, and it bakes it. <laughs> and so it's like this, you know, a clay house. Yeah. I, mean, I actually got to help with the cob house once, but I didn't get to see the finished product. I was doing a workshop. And so this book is literally just became available April 2012, and it includes an instructional DVD in it. And, you know, if you are embarking on your um, building a new home or, um, you know, want to work with, become a contractor to do it, it is available from Chelsea Green Publishing. So, and this is one of their spring new and noteworthy titles. That's pretty. The Natural Building Companion. Huh. All right. Yeah, that sounds and, pretty exciting. And I've been um, leafing through it and expanding my knowledge but I don't think I'll ever read the whole book because in, even if I'm going to build a house, I'll read the section on, you know, the type of house I will be doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I'm going to build, I don't know, I'd probably, I'd probably like to build like a cob greenhouse. Oh, that'd you be know? cool. I mean, just mud and straw and stone. As the base, and of course, the windows, I'm not going to be able to make those out of clay. <laughs> yeah, if you can get a transparent clay. <laughs> uh, like... I've heard of transparent ceramic, actually, but not transparent really? clay. <laughs> well, I mean, before there was glass, what they did is they got um, hides from animals and scraped them really thin and then put oil on it, to, and it would let light in. You couldn't see through them. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be a way to protect you from the elements, but yet... Still, Still have, have at light. least some light, yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know. There's other methods, but <laughs> glass lets the heat in sometimes too much. <laughs> yeah. 
So, all right, your community spirit for May second, twenty twelve. Yes. Uh, so let's get to some of the news we've got, and we'll go with the Occupy. We usually start with some Occupy updates daily, and uh, let's start with this one. Uh, yeah, I heard about this this plot. Uh, there was there was a heard, uh, wait. Are you in on it? You heard about it. <laughs> I heard about it by reading the news articles. <laughs> oh, you read the news? <laughs> well, I read, uh, I'll be honest, I read a certain social networking site that shares news <laughs> stories with me sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, so I heard about this there, uh, but according to Fox News, the failed bomb plot in Cleveland shows that Occupy has the potential for violence regardless of Occupy's disavowing of the action. Uh, the article states that it seems the report by the Department of Homeland Security was prophetic <laughs> in that people are willing to use the Occupy name for violence. Uh, so basically, Fox News' take on this is that it's validating everything they ever believed about Occupy. Um, I have read other stories, however, that uh, are arguing that it was basically the the uh, what's the term provocateurs that the the provocateurs were the ones who actually suggested and organized the uh, the bombing attempt. My favorite thing is the fact that they quote Martin Luther King at the end of the article. Yeah, because you know. Apparently, no other movement or institution has ever co-opted someone else's, you know, rhetoric for their own purpose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, tell some of those angry Christian leaders to calm down or abortion clinics might get bombed. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rhetoric often gets, gets co-opted like that, you know, and, uh, yeah, this, this is such a, such a messed up story, cause, you know, this, 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 you know, apparently this conspiracy did happen, they did convince some people, but I also read in one of the other articles that it was people they were already following for, uh, uh, for over a year, so people they were following before the Occupy was active in that area. So it's, they, whether intentionally or unintentionally, they're trying to tie this to Occupy, even though it seems like, uh, the federal government's well, I mean, project. You know, to, in any movement, there is going to be somebody who's going to be crazy. Yeah, there's always yeah. Uh, there, uh, there's this term wingnut. You know, where you don't have to necessarily identify. What's the difference between a dingbat <laughs> and a wingnut? <laughs> That's a good question. Okay, someone please let me know. If you're a dingbat, call us up. If you're a wingnut, don't. <laughs> and then we'll know. Then we'll know. <laughs> Wait, that makes no sense. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that way, if if you have a, a term like that, it's. You don't waste your time spending all day trying to get paranoid and saying, is this person a government agent? You just say, this person's acting really strangely. Maybe we shouldn't do what this person is saying. <laughs> you don't have to be come to conclusions about why they're being strange. You can just say, this is irrational behavior. Let's actually not do this. If you get our newsletter, um, there's a great article from Indie Bay Media concerning the blind eye of the corporate media, actually. They highlight how the corporate media how disconnected they are from reality. I was just like, um, especially concerning Occupy events and how they seem to be failing. So, um, another article, a judge in California is criticizing the Oakland Police Department. Judge Henderson gave the department 180 days to complete investigations against them concerning the over 1,000 complaints lodged by citizens from October to February. Almost six months later, they haven't even found an external source to begin the investigations as they haven't put the job out for bid. Mm. <laughs> it's like, we need to put this out for bid for someone to investigate us. Nah, let's just not do that. Mm. Um, several say that it is further evidence that the police have not completed the reform they claimed to start roughly 10 years ago meant to help the department became a better 
and more fair institution. If the cases aren't investigated within a year, the statute of limitations will run up, leaving all the officers in the clear and unable to be charged for what may be potentially be police misconduct. Uh-huh. So, basically, if they don't do something within a year, it just expires? Yeah, depending on the charges, and it varies from state to state. You know, like if they... Uh, there's a statute of limitations on a lot of things where they say, you know, if it took you 10 years to come forward with this, this allegation, then it must not be very serious. That's, that's the basic mentality of why they have this, but, but then it, it leads to technicalities like this sometimes where if there are delays in the process, someone might, uh, get off scot-free just because <laughs> the bureaucracy Excuse is Excuse me, who is this scot-free that you speak of? <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot about that guy. Uh, alright, let, it, here's another story. Uh, this, this is from Atlanta. Sounds like a not very nice... We uh, cover news from all over. We do, all over the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> and the world sometimes. Uh, but in, in Atlanta, uh, the sheriff's office apparently decided to evict a four-generation family from their home uh, in an effort to avoid occupiers. You know, the Occupy movement sometimes protects people who are being evicted. Yeah, they're Occupy... Occupy... I forget what it's called now, but it's when people are getting evicted, a bunch of people show up. Yeah, Occupy Foreclosures. <laughs> is that what it's called? I, I, I don't remember. I think so. It's probably called different things occupy in different Occupy Homes. Yeah, Occupy Homes. <laughs> but yeah, they come and they show up and they keep the people in their houses. But uh, in order to avoid that, deputies swarm the property at 3 a.m. on Wednesday morning, forcing the family, which includes an 83-year-old woman and a 4-year-old boy, out of the home. Only one occupier was present at the time. The family's attorney says the sheriff should not have evicted the family due to pending litigation in the case. They even went so far as to remove the family's pets and take them to the pound. So they, they were afraid they weren't doing enough. They decided to take in the pets, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I like the point there about the legal uh, pending litigation that, you know, if, if it's still being contested, I don't think it's a good idea to take someone out of a home they've lived in for, you know, generations. Uh, it's but you're, you you don't count. <laughs> uh, but I don't count. <laughs> yeah. How do you count? <laughs> you weren't there at 3 a.m. to stop the cops. Yeah, I wasn't. But I'm not even glad to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long walk. Isn't there? Isn't there one of those superheroes there? Yeah, there is actually. Um, I actually should look into that to see if he was he was around for that. See if he knew about it or heard about it. Yeah, I know. I know a superhero in Atlanta. Yeah. So sure. I have to ask uh, if he knows more details. America kicks off National Bike Month, our annual homage to the two-wheeled travel. It's also an homage. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, get your ass on that bike. <laughs> My ass is on it, but the rest of me <laughs> doesn't like getting on it. <laughs> so it's actually pretty great. Um, I've been riding my bike out a few times um, in the last couple weeks. And it's really great to actually see how many people are out riding. I actually um, w- went to the sustainability advisory board for the city council, and I was just like, I probably should ride my bike to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and another member was actually riding, showed up riding also. She was, a, well, I don't know if she's a member, but she was riding on a recumbent. It was pretty cool. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, so, um, so for the sake of safe and successful bike month, Let's offer up a challenge to would-be commuters everywhere. Um, how about we do a couple of these each week? If I can remember, each week we'll talk about a few different things about riding your bike. 
see if I can remember next week. So, uh, yeah, we all know your bike tires are flat, the chain's rusty. You're not sure as your legs will get you up the next hill. Another one is the weather. You know, it might rain. It might get really hot. All right, spare us the excuses. Follow these simple steps, and you'll be blowing past standstill traffic in no time. If it seems like a lot to learn, don't worry. Bike Month is in full swing, but official Bike to Work Week doesn't start till May 14th, so you've got some time to prepare. Um, the first and easiest thing to do is get that thing tuned. <laughs> What's the name? Do you have a name for your bicycle? Um, you don't have to call it a thing, but two things actually, body and bike. Lurch onto the streets with your brake shifters, etc. aren't working properly, and your commute will turn into a short trip to the curb and back. <laughs> yeah. So don't just jump on and do a long trip, but, you know, I don't know. Do what I did when I went out west, deciding to ride my bicycle from Las Vegas to San Francisco. <laughs> and don't practice at all. <laughs> I made it three days. I literally, like, almost killed myself. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and I had planned and planned to, like, you know, ride bicycles so many days. I almost killed myself. <laughs> and I would have kept going, but I kept getting phone calls for a solar project that I had to do some paperwork for. Yeah. Back then, I didn't have anybody working with me. It was only me. <laughs> so I had to, like, hitch a ride and get on and rent a car to get to San Francisco to go do some paperwork. And I won. It was a big solar school project, so I won oh, it good. by getting the paperwork in in time. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was an excuse to not ride my bike through, you know, not through, but around Death Valley. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to ride it through, but I did skirt Death Valley. So. It's not a, probably not the best place to ride your bicycle through. Actually, there was an oasis, and I bought like an $8 ramen noodle soup. <laughs> That's what it was. It was literally fresh food. But it was literally a package of ramen noodles cooked yeah, up. Cooked up for $8. And it, it cost me $8. But it was the best thing ever. Fresh yeah. food, fresh warm food. Well, you're there at the Oasis, you know. <laughs> so, um, step two, yeah. make a plan. Step two, yes, is make a plan. When it comes to bike commuting, your route makes all the difference. If you end up on the shoulder of some freeway or riding down a narrow street between fast-moving traffic and a line of parked cars... And, you know, 50 years from now, you'll be telling the grandkids about the one time you biked to work and nearly met your end. But on the other hand, if you plan out a route that makes sense for bikes and has uh, uh, bike lanes when possible and little-used back streets, then you'll be setting yourself up for success. And you'll learn a little bit more about your town. Number three, be safe. One last thought before you roll out on the street. Don't get yourself run over. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah, it's just, yeah. That means following the traffic laws. Yes, just like you're in a car, that is the law. Yeah. Okay? I have seen this happen so many times recently, not so many, but at least four times, where a bicyclist comes up to a light, the light is red, they stop, look both ways, and then... And then they go, yeah. I mean, they don't stop. They, they slow down. Slow down almost to a stop, yeah. look both ways, and then blow through the red light. Yeah. It's really bad when there's a car waiting for the red light there. Yeah. You've just pissed off someone in the car. <laughs> they go around And the when car. they pass you in like two minutes, they are not going to be considerate towards you. Mm -hmm. I don't care how humane they are or human. <laughs> they might be human. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are going to be pissed off. I mean, that's just a simple fact. Yeah. And I also see, well, 
I, I want to say too, I see cars do crazy things, but I also see bicycles doing like the wrong way down the road and like, you know, cutting in and out of traffic. Like, it, being, being safe is really important. You, it's not worth it to get run over or to get, uh, you know, crashed. Now, as some wise soul named Orr once said, no, I'm going to say it. Ride like you're invisible. Act like everybody cannot see you. That's called defensive driving. Yeah. You know, when you're driving in a car, but defensive riding. So act like they're daydreaming about, you know, <laughs> going to the gym and exercising a little bit, you know, that they're not paying attention. So happy bike month, everybody. We hope to see you out there on the roads. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Let's see some other news. Uh, oh, I want to mention this one at least a little bit. Uh, pinning the cloud. Pinterest, cloud computing, and the environment. Uh, Pinterest is something I've actually started using. It's an online picture pin board for organizing and sharing all of your favorite things on the web. Now, you do realize that anything you put on there, they own. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like, um, the other, um, file share, well, not file sharing, but picture sh sharing, where you actually own the pictures. Mm -hmm. In this case, anything you put on there, they own. <laughs> well, they can try to own. <laughs> no, they do. I mean, <laughs> They they have the rights to use it in any way they want to. Yeah. I mean, if you if you're a photographer and you want to retain your rights to your pictures, you would not put them up there w unless you realize that you you know lose your rights to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I don't put anything uh, original up there. Yeah. <laughs> I just share links to other websites. There you go. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's grown really big. Uh, it's one to 17 million unique visitors in in nine months. Uh, which is faster than Facebook did that. But, uh, that's, it's, uh, interesting. All of the data storing has been done with, uh, Amazon Web Services Cloud. So increasingly things are being stored in cloud services like that. Uh, and it's, it, it's affecting the whole way people are doing business. Uh, like, let's see. Uh, well, like you were saying, one issue is like, of ownership is like, you know, they're claiming ownership of things. But then, uh, the environmental aspect is like, in theory, you know, you can have it on less servers. Uh, you know, you can reduce the environmental footprint by doing cloud computing. But uh, I don't know. I would like to see, like, the uh, evidence of this. Because it seems like, you know, it, it could, uh, if you're having more servers, it could be worse. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the more data we have, I mean, it's it's pretty much the same as trash. If If, you know, you can throw away unlimited amount of trash, you're not going to curtail your usage. The yeah. same thing with, you know, eventually, I mean, right now, service space is really cheap, so they just keep expanding. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, primarily because of the energy, I think it's they're going to start charging more for doing things online. Yeah, I think you know, they are. It uses a lot of energy, so. Yeah, because that's the sort of thing where, like, initially it seems like a, a green thing because Pinterest can say, well, oh, I'm not using my own servers, I'm using the cloud. But the cloud is an actual, it's physical computers somewhere, you know, so if everyone does that, then it, you grow and grow more servers. It may be a little more efficient per user, but then it does encourage that, you know, infinite data. Yeah. Well, it is definitely more efficient per user. Yeah. Yeah. So. But then if you use 10 times as much data. <laughs> yeah. Are you pretty smart? When you go to a, the bathroom, do you dry your hands on the paper towels? Can you figure out how to use just one paper towel? 
They're lurking in public restroom trash cans across America. Tons of crumpled up paper towels. Tragic little sheets destined for the landfill after a single use. Their intended purpose? Drying your hands. Both arguably unnecessary and completely wasteful. But folks don't seem to mind that too much. In fact, U.S. consumers burn through a whopping 13 billion pounds of paper every year. But wait, low, wet-handed readers, there's a better way. In a recent TED Talk, Joe Smith actually outlines a smarter way to solve one of most um, life's most wasteful producing problems. Simply shake your hands. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> now, it's a high-tech method, you know. It's just like, I mean, literally, he got a talk on TED Talks coming up with this. Yeah. Well, Man, I should apply for TED Talks. I got some good ideas. Yeah, well, you should. I mean, because it's, it illustrates to me a principle that, you know, like, of like social engineering, you know, that it's not, it's not always going to require some advanced material technology. Sometimes just a very simple change in how we do things can save a lot of resources. And that's, that's common sense. It, well, it should be, you know, like, <laughs> shake off your hands before you dry on the towel. But if they look at it and realize, well, most people don't do that. Now, see, you said shake off your hands before you dry it on the towel. Yeah. I don't even dry it on the towel. I shake it off my hands and then smooth my hair down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I just dried it on my hair. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so, that works too. But, I mean, if you just simply use one sheet instead of two, that's the equivalent of five million trees. <laughs> just for that one sheet? <laughs> well, if everybody in America did. <laughs> yeah. So to so, say that's a very inefficient paper towel process. You know? But yeah, if everyone in America does it. Now, once you do that, just use one, then you can advance towards the expert level dry, hand drying. Just wiping them off on your pants, for example. Or, yeah. you know, your hair. Yeah. You know. I or, mean, the, or the bottom of your shirt, you know. Like. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the... Uh, Let's do some holidays and happenings. Yeah, some quick, quick holidays here. Great American Grumpod today, so you get to be grumpy today. Uh, International Respect for Chickens Day. We have some new chicken residents here in Carbondale. Uh, great respect to that. And Star Wars Day uh, is today. And the birthday of Audrey Hep Hepburn, the actress. Saturday is Cinco de Mayo, Cartoonist Day, National Day of Prayer, and National Day of Reason. Do they cancel each other out? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> they complement each other. You, you try to reason through it, and if that doesn't work, you pray. <laughs> Sunday is National Nurses Day, Military Spouse Appreciation Day, and No Diet Day, No Homework Day, and No Pants Day. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to wonder if No Pants Day and the birthday of Sigmund Freud go together. <laughs> I, I want to say National Nurses Day. A shout out to all the nurses out there who do ooh, incredibly ooh. hard work. Okay, so let's see. Monday is uh, Free Comic Book Day. It's also Join Hands Day and the Letter Carrier Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive. And it's uh, Mother Ocean Day, National Babysitter's Day, National Homebrew Day, Spring Astronomy Day, and World Fair Trade Day. Such an exciting day on Monday. Tuesday, in case you already didn't know, is Mother's Day. Hmm. Mothers only get one day a year for you to thank them, so you better do it. <laughs> you can thank them other days, but, you know, you have to. It's the law, right? <laughs> you have to buy a Hallmark. Wasn't Mother's Day invented by Hallmark? 
No, it was actually, a lot of people don't know, it was invented by uh, the peace movements, but uh, it's been turned into a Hallmark holiday. So, um, Tuesday is also World Red Cross Day and Stay Up All Night Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some people stay up all night every night. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, we've got Thursday is uh, the birthday of the Buddha. Uh, it's also the uh, Library Legislative Days and Virtual Library Legislative Days. Uh, libraries are very important. Uh, it's also uh, the birthday of Fred Astaire, the dancer. All right, we need to whip through some happenings. Um, regular community events, International Coffee Hour, every Friday from 3 to 5. Another regular event is the Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner, celebrating three years of doing Rice and Spice every Friday. So join us for an evening of Mexican heritage and pride as we celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Yes, Cinco, now, Cinco de, de, Mayo. de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day, but it is the fact the day in which the Mexicans of Pueblo beat the odds and fended off the invading French army from their city. So. Yes. Um, that is 6 to 9 p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center at 913 South Illinois. And it's an international slow food dinner. So if you show up at 6, you can help cook. Show up at 7.30-ish to eat. Show up at 9.30-ish to salsa dance. <laughs> yep. So it's a whole evening of... Well, yeah, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, fun and excitement. And there's also an open mic at 6 p.m. too. So oh, wow. Just you can show up and you have your choice of, of chopping veggies or doing some uh, performance, listening to some people. Yeah, I'd personally rather chop veggies <laughs> than get in front of a microphone. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's see. Other happenings. We have uh, uh, the Habitat for Humanity of Jackson Union County. Uh, they will be working on Saturday at 2035. Hortense Street in Murfreesboro, starting at 8 a.m. until noon, wear shoes and clothing suitable for a construction site. They'll be working on siding. Today, Friday, at 5.30 p.m., the Sustainable Film Series at Long Branch Coffee House is showing Howard Zinn, Can't Be Neutral on a Moving Train. Ooh. So again, today at 5.30. And then tonight is the first Friday Night Fair. Yes, I've heard legends of this. The Friday Night Fair is returning. Yeah, the, it's the, the buzz is already around town. Kick off the Friday Night Fair season with food, music, local vendors. There will be a free mask-making craft for children and adults. This is part of the exploration of compassion, the 11 Days of Compassion. Yes. You can take your mask home or you can leave it for display for the next Friday Night Fair because I think it's like 26 weeks of Friday Night Fairs. Yeah, so, I think so. It's, yeah. it's half the year. Uh, the, the warmer, uh, you know, uh, more summery half of the year. <laughs> For more information, go to CarbondaleMainStreet.com or call 529-8040. Yes, and some other happenings for, uh, compassion. We have, uh, the Families of Prisoners. This is happening on Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon. The Southern Illinois Quaker Meeting will host an intergenerational art program on Saturday at Guy House from 9 a.m. to noon. It will feature art making in different media and storytelling. You do not have to be an artist to participate. You know, everyone can be an artist in their own way. Uh, coffees and rolls will be served at 9 a.m. And for more information, you can contact Maureen at 847-899-9677 if you plan to attend. And uh, that's a really good project, you know, doing artwork and outreach for uh, families of prisoners. 
Next Wednesday, Introduction to Nonviolent Communication at 7 p.m. at the Gaia House Interface Center. Um, it's sponsored by the Carbondale Nonviolent Communication Group. Yes, and we have uh, another lot of compassion happenings. Uh, Nonviolentcarbondale.org for even more. But uh, we've got Originary Compassion Art Labyrinths and Matrixial Aesthetics. Uh, this is a pres presenter's uh, R. Michael Fisher and uh, Dr. Barbara Bickel uh, from the SIUC School of Art and Design. Uh, they will be presenting her art and ritual-based research methods and findings uh, and psychoanalytical theory based on the mother-child relations in prenatal growth and development. So it's a art event talking about uh, the compassion as it relates to art and labyrinths and matrixial aesthetics. So that's Thursday uh, over at Guy House, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And most of the stuff we've been talking about is part of the 11 Days of Compassion. Started May 1st, go through May 12th. And it's a whole series of events all over the community. And honestly, we've only mentioned a few highlights. Please go to nonviolentcarbondale.org to go to the 11 Days schedule of all the events for the 11 Days of Compassion. Oh, yeah, we have one more event that isn't, uh, let's see. Which one should we get to next with the time we have? Sail to Fight World Hunger. Yeah, there it is. Okay, yeah, the Sail to Fight World Hunger. We've been building up to this, and it's coming up on Saturday. Uh, the giant yard sale and auction will be held Friday and Saturday, May 4th to 5th, at the Newman's Catholic Student Center, uh, 715 South Washington in Carbondale. So it hasn't started quite yet today, but the sale noon, hours noon, are start 12 noon. noon to 6 p.m. on Friday and 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday. And I'm sure if you head over there slightly early, you can be there as they start to get set up. But the sale starts at noon. Um, and then tomorrow, the live auction at 10 a.m. featuring antiques, collectibles, like large-scale stuff, and they have tons and tons of plants. And then my favorite part is the baked goods. They have pies and cookies, and you can go there and basically spend the whole day there eating and shopping and eating and <laughs> shopping. Yeah. yeah. So that's quite a day. You can go there Friday and then go to the Friday night fair, then come back to the Newman Center on Saturday. Quite an adventure today. All right. We will see you again on the radio next week. Um, actually, I forgot one thing. Connect the dots. My, uh, my company is actually going to be taking a picture at 11 a.m. tomorrow in front of Hickory Lodge, the, the May 8th commemoration. Did you know that there's an actual, um, what is it called? A memorial to the May 8th derecho storm in front of Hickory Lodge. I didn't know that. This yeah. will be my opportunity to check yeah. it out. And so there's the connect the dots climate change action where you just say, you know, this goes together. And so um, we're going to be taking a picture there at 11 a.m. on Saturday mm -hmm. to participate in the connect the dots program. For more information, you can go to uh, facebook.com slash AES solar and there's information there so have a good day we will see you again on the radio kind of live kind of in person live local if you would like to receive our newsletter info at yourcommunityspirit.org have a good week